Good evening, Anchorage, Alaska, the lower 48, and the rest of the world. This is Bruce Lindquist with his podcast, Wonderful Counselor. Now, as you wait for the next meteorite to come crashing down on the Earth, sending mankind the way of the dinosaurs to be a new fossil fuel for the next evolution of AI, I have a question for you. Maybe one of the most important questions of our time, or any time for that matter. But before I ask it, I want to know if you're familiar with the concept of world domination. Usually there is this villain, and history is littered with historical and mythological accounts of those who desired to rule the world. Yet they all have this in common. They failed. They failed to impose their will on all others, because whether you're throwing spears or firing ballistic missiles in the air, all the mightiest empires of the past are just tourist attractions, or they're ruins buried in the ages of time. You can read all about them in your history books because, well, they're history. In retrospect, they had the desire. They had the armies. They had the weapons. They had the political will. These were the mightiest nations on the planet at the time. Yet they failed to achieve their objective. Why? The answer, they thought they possessed the most dangerous weapon in the world. And they did. They just didn't know how to use it. You see, the person who can wield this weapon will rule the earth. So what is the most dangerous weapon in the world? If it does in fact exist, which it does, just like it did back then, who has it? How is it utilized? And most importantly, the most important part of this is, is it aimed at me and at you? After watching the movie Oppenheimer, it would seem that the nuclear bomb would be a likely candidate. After all, its creation in World War II, no other civilization had such power. It's like man acquired the energy of the gods. The problem with the answer is so many countries have them. And who wants to be so right you kill everyone on earth? I know this may sound a bit redundant, but if you destroy all the people and you did manage to survive, who would you rule? Now, after listening to some scientists and alarmists, Global warming would seem to be the next existential threat to humanity. However, if that was true, then it would mean the greatest weapon in the world are farting cows. Enemies to the world are vegetarians, because they're not eating the cows, and the heroes are the carnivores with the guns. Now, I don't know about you and where you land on global warming, but when I was growing up, we went through these drills to go under your desk in case of a nuclear blast, uh, earthquake, volcanic, um, or other, some other man-made or natural disaster. But not once was I told to duck and cover for bovine flatulence. So until you shoot a cow, stop using all petroleum products, and strap your butt to a wind turbine, I'm not going to believe you take your ideology very seriously. Now, some of you, given how the pandemic has played out on the world stays, will certainly say it must be that. After all, we were told to hide in our homes, our very breath could kill our loved ones, close down the world except those who were magically exempt because they ate the fachi mushrooms and had a good trip while millions of us had a bad one. Now, if you listen closely, you can almost make out that song from The Who, We Won't Be Fooled Again. Seriously, it seems People can only be run over by that train so many times, and they're no longer willing to throw away their freedoms 
and have needle track marks on their arms. Now, since we're told everything is racist these days, maybe that's it. We whose skin is melon, is lighter, just reflect every waking moment of our lives on how much we suck because of what our ancestors may or may not have done. The problem with playing the race card is, and overuse that word, it loses its significance. Sure, there's racism, but the greatest weapon in the world, probably not. Many times, unfortunately, that word gets used to excuse bad behavior, like playing the victim and then become the victimizer. As our country city burned in the summer of love, you remember that? It burned just like a flaming KKK cross. And those in the robes and the hoods wore designer sneakers. I could just see these clans, these clan men, like wearing these white sheets, big old beer bellies, sitting back, looking at cities being burnt and thinking, we can retire now. We've taught them well. We taught them how to hate so much they're burning down their own cities. Now, when I posed this question on social media leading up to this episode, someone said, money, it's the root of all evil. Well, it's true, many lives have been ruined by wealth or not enough of it. But in the end, money's just money, it's an object. Saying money's the most dangerous weapon in the world is like kind of a belief from a gun control advocate. It's gun's fault, it's the money's fault. It's it's the gun and the money's responsibility if it fires or if it spends money on something that causes problems. But the truth is, it's neither. It's the person who's using it that makes it dangerous. Still, many have said in the Bible, specifically in the book of James, that the tongue is the most dangerous weapon where we bless God and curse man made in his image. It describes it as untamable. The answer's close, but it's not specific enough. To discover the answer, I would like you to use that God-given imagination of yours. Are you ready? Now take a moment and picture yourself standing guard over everything that matters to you. Your faith. We all trust in something. Maybe it's just yourself. Family, if you have one. Wife, husband, whatever you call each other. Um, your kids. Possible grandkids. Home, job, pets, possessions. Whatever it is. And you can have any weapon with you that you choose to guard it with. You can have a gun. You can have an atomic bomb. A viral from China. You can even have a, a farting cow. Now a man and a woman, or whatever, approaches you and says something. And they don't take what you're guarding, but without hesitation or firing a bullet, you willingly give them everything that's important to you. And as you do... You no longer recognize them or yourself. Now imagine this is happening all over the world. Would you not say that the person who has the power to do this possesses the most dangerous weapon in all the world? Imagine like John Lennon's song, no wars, no country, no God, no hell, just a world of peace. What is the problem with that ideology is someone will come in and fill the power vacuum. And those people are the ones who own you by their definitions. Now open your eyes and come back into reality. That reality that your eyes are still closed and what you just imagined is happening. The greatest weapon in the world is being used on you right now. 
Before I continue, some of you may be saying, oh great, another conspiracy theory, or I'm listening to the ravings of a delusional person. I assure you I'm not delusional. I don't follow conspiracy theories. I'm quite rational. Actually, I diagnose people's sanity. What I have seen, I can prove to you without a shadow of a doubt. The question is, are you willing to see it? Because once you do, you won't be able to unsee it. All I'm going to do is provide you with the truth. Whether you believe it or not, it's up to you. It won't change the truth, but it'll determine how you respond to it. Here's a hint. You woke up this morning. It influenced whether you got out of bed, hit the snooze alarm, or threw, snooze alarm, or threw your phone through the window. Then once you got up, gravity happened, and your body went from horizontal to vertical, and you realized, and this happens more as older you get, all roads lead to the bathroom. How were you impacted when you saw yourself in the mirror? The food you ate, the car you drive, whether you're employed or unemployed, whether you stay or leave your marriage, how you identify yourself, if you identify yourself, what you identify yourself, and whether you're in jail right now. It determines what church you go to or even if you go to church. It even impacts how you respond to God. It is such a dangerous weapon you wield it every day and you do not fully understand that a thousand atomic bombs are not more powerful. And right now, children around many of the quote-unquote civilized countries are being determined who lives and dies by it. No, it's not the Matrix. It's more powerful than the Matrix or any AI program. One would think this weapon was created by man. However, it wasn't. It was created by God. Our ancestors were told to leave it alone, but they didn't. It isn't found in a secret lab, but in a garden. And it seems quite harmless. It's a tree, after all. But the first man and woman whoever lived ate from it. What was that tree called? You remember? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In other words, this was the weapon you could use to define what is true or false, good or evil. Be like God. And God knew man would ultimately destroy himself with such a weapon. With God, men and women were safe. But after they ate of the tree, something happened. They felt ashamed. They were naked. They immediately clothed themselves. And do you know shame has resulted in mankind being on the downward trajectory ever since? The most dangerous weapon in the world is definition. The person who divine, defines and others surrender to their definition to follow has all the power. And those he or she or they or those happy three-spirited red-headed cave people will rule the world. You see, to destroy the most powerful nation, you have to destroy its people. You can't destroy it from the outside first. It must be destroyed from the inside out. A country must lose the will to fight. And how do you do that? You make those within the country hate their country by hating themselves. You define people into groups, and one group makes them feel ashamed. And out of false guilt, they fall over themselves in a woke penance. Then the ministers of this new gospel tell the repentant if they would just listen to them, they would stay, They would forever suck, but at least they could suck honestly. And they'd live out their lives as long as they stayed in their own lane. They wouldn't get run over by cancel culture. In fact, just throw a blanket over yourself like a POW and die in silence. You need to be careful who you let operate on your soul. There are accounts during the Vietnam War that one of the tortures was th that was successful is breaking down the spirit of those POWs. It was to give them all the bad news. 
how much their country hated them, called them baby killers, protested against them, let them listen to only songs that would degrade them. Even when they got mail, they would cut out any words, or like newspapers, any words like love and miss you and proud of you, heroic, and replace them words like how could you abandon us? I'm, I'm, I'm screwing someone like you screwed me. Your child hates you. Your parents wish you were not born. And after reading and hearing all of this, POWs would pull blankets over their heads and die from a broken heart. Does that sound familiar? Do you realize America has been defined as a divided country? But is it? Are we allowing ourselves to be prisoners of the lies like the POWs did? Why is depression, anxiety, drug addiction, crime, sex trafficking, pick something, so prevalent? Because if you believe at the very core you suck, what's left? Why not commit suicide? Why not use drugs and live in a false reality? Why not steal? Why not? It's all bad news anyway. I would rather put, would you rather put your head in the sand and pretend nothing's happening or throw a blanket over your head and die? You see, there was an attack on the spirit of America, and still is. When was the last time you heard anything good about America on any networks? You want to know why we have so many homeless, so many drug addicted people, so much crime, so much serve up for sex to anyone who has the biggest bankroll appetite? The people are identifying themselves with anything imaginable on how they feel and are being conditioned. Definitions and the change of words like patriotic means domestic terrorist, from black to oppressed, from white to oppressor, from laws to freedom from laws, from hard work pays off to crime sprees and ransacking stores pays off, from mothers being child bearers and protectors of their children to being redefined as mothers as child destroyers and protectors of their body's rights. Change gender means not biological gender, but a fluid process of feeling and experiencing that an unborn child now knows whether they're a boy or a girl and if they're in the wrong body? That is, of course, if they live because a baby's definition now excludes being in the womb. How about from government for the people to a government now defined for more government? I could go on for days, but now the evidence is mounting. We're giving away the most valuable things in our lives and allowing others to define us as long as we accept their beliefs or they'll cancel you. Do you see how the power of definitions works? See, this isn't a conspiracy, it's truth. Look around you, pick something. Any of the major areas of civilization, God defined isn't dead anymore, he's individualized to serve our purpose. Take all the wrongs in our country that has been done in the past and amplify them with a wall of speakers like at a rock concert. Now when people don't know who they are, they will look for other definitions, and that's where the problem lies. So now if you're a foreign country and you want to destroy America, for example, the soil's ready. Send in the drugs. You now have people so disillusioned with lies about who they are and their country, they're begging for relief. The myth has been redefined as truth, and all you have left is lies. Well, this isn't an uplifting episode, Bruce. Thank you. I guess we're just doomed, you might be saying. No, you're not. See, the answer is, who will you allow to define you and your truth? If you're still eating from the tree, good luck. But it's God's plan to save you from yourself and believing all those lies. So if you let God's truth define who you are, 
you're not going to be struggling to determine if you're a cat or a dog or a boy or a girl. You will let your biology, the way he created you, determine who you are in your gender. If you let God define you, you won't be so focused on the color of your skin. You'll be focused on the fact that you're sacred made in his image. If you let God define you, life would actually not mean death, but actually bring forth a miracle into this world. If you let God define you, then his truth sets you free and you have real freedom, not a false freedom that's being given. You see, we are in a situation right now where our country is being set up for invasion. And if we're not careful, we're going to be just like that imagination exercise I gave you. Here's America. Come invade us. Fill us with your drugs. Teach us all of these things that are, that are go against the way America is and destroy us from the inside out. Teach us to hate our country so when you do go to invade us, we won't fight. We'll just look to you to give us relief from our misery. Is that the America that you want to live in? And then teach us that we're so divided when the fact of the matter is we're not. The fact of the matter is we're being lied to. I've journeyed with people for 37 years of all races, ethnicities, um, gender, um, going through a variety of different problems in their life. And boy, I see some common themes. We all have problems. We all want to love. We all want to live and have the best life we can. We all want our lives to mean something. Those are human values that God put in us. We have to be careful who we allow to do the soul surgery. We have to be careful who we listen to for our truth. I believe that truth is not an ideology, but it's found in a person, and that's Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Return back and repent and be forgiven. I watch this world and I see a world crying out for a savior to save it from its shame, to save it from its pride, to save it from not knowing who or what it is. And God has the answers. But God and God has the definition. Focus on what really matters. And what really matters is there's a God that loves you. And a God who wants to save you from the greatest weapon. That weapon originated from God. Only he is powerful enough to wield it. And if we continue to go this route, then that weapon 
will destroy us. But there's hope, and that hope is in Jesus. Amen.